0: Welcome to The Daily Cut, a podcast of Park Community Church. My name is Noah, and I'm one of the pastors here at Park Community Church, specifically within our near south region at Bridgeport and South Loop. Throughout this season, we wanted to create something consistent that would help add even a little sense of rhythm to life. And so to do that, we've altered our podcast. And instead of The Pastor's Cut, we've called it The Daily Cut, which different leaders will be sharing short devotionals throughout the day. And we hope that it will bless you and encourage you throughout this season. You know, for a few days now, we've had uh, leaders from various walks share different good words or good reflections that they've been wrestling with in Scripture or even in their own personal life. And for me, my good word comes from Acts chapter 1, verses 6 through 11. And we just preached on this at Park, actually, um, after Easter Sunday. So let me just read this and share some of my thoughts. Verse 6 begins So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And when he had said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Now, we know that there's many um, applications and thoughts that can be drawn from this text, especially the idea that Jesus now sends his disciples the power of the Holy Spirit to be as witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. It's um, a mission that we still as Christians hold today. But what I've been wrestling with a little bit is um, I've been reading actually a book called The Invitation to Retreat by Ruth Haley Barton. Um, Invitation to Retreat by Ruth Haley Barton. It's a a really good um, book. I, I, I've practiced a daily rhythm of retreats, not daily, I would say um, semester-based or, or yearly, Um, mainly because of her books. Uh, She's also written books on solitude and silence and having sacred and restful rhythms in our lives. And so she mentions this concept of the ministry of absence, the ministry of absence, you know, at this time as a pastor, or maybe even for you and your work as uh, an employee, as an engineer, a teacher, um, lawyer, doctor, doctors, maybe not so much for the, our medical field and frontline workers, but for some of us, we are going through a period where we really can't work or even minister physically. We can't be in each homes. We can't be in church buildings. We can't be um, on the streets meeting people. And for a lot of us, we are doing a lot of ministry virtually, um, but in a way, as I've thought about it, you know, this is only a privilege for us in this, you know, day and age, in this uh in, in this century. But for many people, when people leave and are not with their um employers or with their coworkers or with their um, you know, the body of Christ as Christians, it's interesting that God works really well or maybe God works in unique and powerful ways in our absence more than sometimes in our presence now i'm not saying that being present in our ministry being present with people is is like something that we shouldn't be doing it's an incredibly important um concept and practice that we should be ministering to people in our physical presence. But it's interesting in Acts when the disciples are looking and gazing for Jesus and they're they're hoping that he's coming back. They're hoping they're taking a, a quick trip to heaven. But in actuality, Jesus leaves them for a period of time to wait for the Holy Spirit because I, I believe in that waiting and in that absence, God works more than we like to realize. And I think God works Two categories, just quickly here. God works primarily in the heart that's waiting, but also God works in the heart that we are trying to minister to. You know, it's interesting in Acts, first of all, the disciples have to wait on their own. They have to wait and they have to be, you know, Jesus is, is gone from them. And so in this period of time, we see that the disciples are wrestling with who they are, who Christ is, what. Christ is planning to do. And I feel in this time that God is beginning to work and allow them to trust more in who Christ is. God's allowing space to to pray, to wrestle with. If we see in the rest of Acts, God allows them to replace um, Judah with Matthias, and he also begins to um, work within Peter and the disciples and really work in their ministry of who God is and what they're calling them to do. And so when we're absent in our ministry, especially during this time, God is able to refresh us, to give us rest, to speak us, to, speak to us in ways that we couldn't do when we're too busy, when we're too active, when we're too caught up in the things around us. But when we put our computers aside, our, our planners aside, our calendars aside, and we are stuck at home, God ministers to us when we're absent from the things that we could be doing. But in addition to that, God also works in the people that we are meant to be ministering to when we are absent for them. So Jesus left the disciples. He could have stayed with them throughout the rest of their lives, but he didn't. When we step away from the people that we are ministering to, that we are loving, that we are serving— in a way, it also allows us to take a back seat and for then God to take the front seat whenever they are interacting with God themselves. So for example, for us, especially as a pastor, we feel this, we feel like we need to be ministering to our people well, that we need to be serving them, that we need to be preaching to them, we need to be doing so many things for them, but we can't right now, we, we absolutely can't. And I, I feel that what God is reminding me and reminding many pastors I think today is that God is still working in our people, even though we're not physically with them. You know, I don't know about you, but even on um, in technology and social media and things, there's so many of pastors and churches who are so concerned about remembering to give their people content and give their people resources. And I'm saying that's a really, really good thing. But what I don't feel like I see as much Our pastors and leaders taking a step back and praying and praying that God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, works within within their people, even more so in their absence, in the absence of the pastor or leader, so that God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, can be working in them because we don't know what God is doing within our people. We don't know what God is doing through our friend, our neighbor, our our our, our, our pastor and leaders, um, even those who are not yet Christ followers that we've proclaimed the gospel to. We, we don't know what God is doing. And I feel like this concept of a ministry of absence is a reminder for us in the church that we are not the ones who change his hearts. We are not the ones that can move mountains, that can call people to faith. And what's amazing is that in the book of Acts, when Jesus is absent and the, the disciples are praying in the upper room and they're trying to figure out they've they've uh, they've uh, made Matthias now the twelfth disciple replacing Judah, and then one day in their waiting, in you know they're not proclaiming the gospel, they're not physically reaching out to people just yet, but they're waiting for the Holy Spirit to come upon them, and when that Holy Spirit comes upon them. They are able to, Peter's able to proclaim the gospel, the good news to many people. And 3,000, thousands that are, I think hundreds or thousands of people are saved. They are saved that instant, not because Peter is amazing or disciples are amazing, but because God most likely was ministering to those people who heard that message at that time before they heard that message. And I think for us, it's a reminder that, We are so drawn to do, so drawn to teach, so drawn to give advice, to direct, to solve problems, to, you know, figure out the situations, put events on. And I fall into that temptation temptation so much too. But what I feel like God, especially during this season of life, is calling us as Christians to remember is what can God do in our absence more than when we are present in our ministry, and our works, and whatnot. And I think one of the key things, of course, is, is prayer, but I think one of the challenges for us as Christians is that, do we trust God? Do we really trust that He is able to work when we are not physically there with our people? And I believe during this season, God is calling us in the church as Christians, as workers, as you know, people who have given so much to various aspects of our lives and ministry, he is calling us to trust that he is working. He is the only one that can be physically present with every single one of his people right here and right now. And we simply can't. We are only present right now, probably in our homes. But what God is calling us to do and asking us to do is to trust him, is to know that he is present with our people and that he wants us in our absence to be faithful to him, to to, to know that he is fully in control. And you know, one interesting thing is um, that I wanna quickly close with is as much as we want to do much for God, um, I think that in this season, God is calling us to a deeper life of prayer and perhaps even fasting for some of us. And for um, our Bridgeport and South Duke Park locations, we're actually taking a day of fasting today, actually, a 24-hour day of repentance and fasting. And we realize that, as and I'm realizing even now as I'm hungry, is that when we fast and pray, we are literally doing nothing. We are not doing anything in terms of ministry, of um, you know, teaching or leading to our people. But I believe that when we are fasting and praying, that as we are in a secluded room, as we are not letting people know about our fasting, which I've I've made a mistake already upon doing, uh, but what we are doing is we are asking and begging God for Him to move in our absence, for Him to change hearts, so that when we can get back into our churches, into each other's homes, into uh, conversations with people who are not yet Christ followers, that God has already begun working in transforming these people's hearts so that we can continue our ministry even further and greater than we had before. And so hopefully as an encouragement to you all today, um, that a ministry of absence is incredibly important. And maybe God has allowed us to see this more today and this season than we um, were able to during seasons of busyness and even just chaos for some of us. And so let me just offer a word of prayer for you all, uh, and then I'll be done for my um, good word for today. Lord Jesus, we pray for anyone who is listening right now, and even for my own heart, that when we are not able to do, to be a part of, um, God, I pray, even when we are trying to do even more right now, when we can't be physically there, I pray that we may be people who can trust you and take a step back that we can trust that you are working in our people. We can trust that you are working in our companies, in our organizations, in our families, and that we, not saying to be called to a sense of laziness, but that we can take time to rest and be absent so that you can work in our own hearts and that you can work in the hearts of those that we are gonna minister to um, in the future. And so God, just be with us. Help us to take a step back during this season to know that we are fully loved and called by you that we are your children and that you also are doing a greater work in the church and in the community that we can ever imagine or ask for. So we pray this in the powerful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hope you're all doing well. We'll be back tomorrow with a different pastor or leader sharing their devotional or the Daily Cut.